on today's Broadway Fix, a witchy new gig for Chenoweth, a Julie Andrews milestone, and Josh Groban on the joys of streaming in your undies. Happy Wednesday. I'm Paul Wontorek, and this is the Broadway Fix for September 30th, 2020. I'm talking to the one and only Josh Groban later in the show. But first, let's do some news. Tony winner Kristen Chenoweth shared on Twitter the exciting news that she's joined the film cast of Roald Dahl's The Witches, led by Anne Hathaway. Robert Zemeckis is directing a cast that also includes Octavia Spencer, Stanley Tucci, and Chris Rock. No word yet on Chenoweth's role, but after her time in Oz, she knows a thing or two about witches. The great recording star Helen Reddy, who won a Grammy Award for the 70s feminist anthem I Am Woman, died yesterday at the age of 78. She also had hits like Delta Dawn and Ain't No Way to Treat a Lady, and even acted on Broadway. Reddy headlined the musical Blood Brothers for four months in 1995, playing tragic Mrs. Johnstone and making audiences weep with the power ballad, Tell Me It's Not True. Finally, some London news, both good and bad. The hilarious The Play That Goes Wrong will return to its home of six years at the Duchess Theatre on November 19th with COVID-19 safety procedures in place. On the flip side, Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap has cancelled plans to restart performances on October 23rd. But producer Adam Siegel promised The Mousetrap will be back. I'm Caitlin Moynihan and here are the top three to see. The boys are back. Ryan Murphy's film adaptation of Mark Crowley's groundbreaking play, The Boys in the Band, is officially available on Netflix. Telling the story of a group of gay friends in 1968, director Joe Mantello reunites with the entire Broadway company. The accompanying documentary short, The Boys in the Band, Something Personal, is also now available to stream. Tonight at 7.30, Tony winner Len Carey was ringing in his 81st birthday with Broadway and the Bard, an evening of Shakespeare and song. The 80-minute celebration will feature the melding of superb soliloquy and memorable song. The live stream benefits the Actors Fund and will be available on their YouTube channel. Everyone's talking Gloria. The Glorias, Julie Taymor's Gloria Steinem biopic, is now available on Amazon Prime. Featuring Alicia Vikander and Julianne Moore as a title heroine at different parts of her life and Bette Midler as Bella Abzug, the Glorious has a screenplay by Taymor and playwright Sarah Rule. I'm Beth Stevens, and it's time to get homeschooled about what happened on September 30th, 1954. On that day, The Boyfriend opened on Broadway, starring a young newcomer named Julie Andrews. Andrews was just one day shy of turning 19 when she took the stage at the Royal Theater and made her Broadway debut. She went on to become one of the most celebrated musical theater stars of all time. The Boyfriend, which was a hit in London before landing in New York, was written by Sandy Wilson and inspired by the Roaring Twenties. It's a lighthearted spoof set in the French Riviera. The musical comedy centers on Polly Brown, played by Andrews, an English heiress on a quest to land, wait for it, a boyfriend. It features a catchy score, a plot filled with mistaken identities, and of course, a happy ending. Andrews won a Theatre World Award for her performance and caught the eye of the producers of My Fair Lady, who cast the soprano with a four-octave range as Eliza Doolittle, and that show's Broadway debut two years later. This launched Andrews' career into the stratosphere as she went on to star in Cinderella on television, Camelot on Broadway, and the movie musical classics Mary Poppins and The Sound of Music. 
Andrews appeared in only one more Broadway show, Victor Victoria, in 1995. But despite having only five credits on Broadway, she is forever known as a musical theater goddess. Meanwhile, the boyfriend went on to have a healthy life in regional theaters, a Broadway revival in 1970, and a film version in 1971 starring Twiggy. Now, here's your full circle moment. In 2003, Dame Julie made her directorial debut with the production of The Boyfriend at the Bay Street Theater in Sag Harbor, New York, and then directed a national tour of the show in 2005. We cannot confirm or deny whether Julie Andrews landed a boyfriend during the run of the show, but Broadway definitely got a new sweetheart. Josh Groban is a well-loved singer, Broadway fan, and stage star, having received a Tony nomination for his debut in Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 in 2017. Even though he lives for the applause, the likable star is singing in silence these days with a virtual concert series that kicks off on Saturday with an all-Broadway show. I was thrilled to have a Zoom catch-up. So, Josh, good to see you. It's uh, great to see you too, Paul. I hope you're I hope you're doing well. I know this is a trying time for everybody. Yep. But you are immersing yourself in a lot of music and a lot of concerts, which is exciting. You did one of the first big sort of at-home concerts back in June. You were one of the first big artists I heard do do something like that. So yeah. was that, I guess that was a great experience for you. It was. We learned a lot. Um, you know, it, so, so much of uh, so much of interesting creative output comes from necessity you know and this has certainly been a very trying time a very interesting uh time where a lot of people who are in the performing arts and you know i've just my heart has been broken for all my my friends and and family in the in the broadway community and in the theater community who are you know also trying to figure out how to best express themselves as we all are um in a world where we can't have what we all most love about the theater and love about live performance which is the communal sharing uh and the the love that goes back and forth so we're we're as we all have been doing sitting in our you know apartments or homes or bedrooms and thinking about how we can output because whether we have a place or a stage to perform on or not those of us that are lucky enough to be in this job we all still need the output whether it's in the traditional way or whether it's in some new way and so um so it started with you know some zoom concerts and i was singing in my shower for a little bit and you know just connecting with friends and fans and ways that i could just from the confines of my home and at some point my manager said you know i think that this is going to be a while and we should start thinking about ways where we can really reach out to people around the world and so we decided kind of on a wing and a prayer to do um, a live stream that we did in June and we decided to just, you know, make it very broken down and we would take requests and I would answer some questions as they were coming in real time and thinking maybe two people will show up, maybe a thousand, who knows. And, um, and, and we wound up getting 63 countries tuning in. And even though for me, it was very strange to not hear any applause at the end of it, which as anybody who works with me knows, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a way to really get my demons going is, uh, <laughs> is to not hear not hear the clapping. Like, that was horrible. Um, so I had to like really like imagine, you know, like, oh, hopefully people are, you know, wherever they are quietly enjoying this. And then afterwards, the, the flood of tweets and Instagram and everything, it just, it, it meant a lot to me, it meant a lot to them. So we decided to do more and we're going to keep doing it as long as people want to keep uh, clicking on the link. So we're starting with a Broadway night, which of course you have to start with a Broadway night. You uh, have to. 
I assume there'll be a lot from your stages album, which, you know, five years old, but it's a classic, a lot of great well, stuff to, to work with there. I, it, it, there, there, there will of course be some, some songs from that because those were, those were songs that I grew up with. And those are the songs that pulled me into the world of theater when I was in elementary school and high school, you know, every one of us who loves theater and loves Broadway, we, we all have those songs and we all have those moments where we locked ourselves in a room and just sang at the top of our lungs. And so for me <laughs> doing stages was finally, you know, having the opportunity to, um, you know, to, to sing with such brilliant arrangements, you know, the full circle pinch me songs that were my songs that I would, would sing after school to stay sane. And, um, and so, you know, the fact that the domino effect of releasing that album and then the response that that album got, and then immediately leading to an opportunity to finally make a Broadway debut. And then the year long, you know, most rewarding time in my career doing great comedy of 1812 and making the friends and collaborative family that I made on that show. Um, you know, it was just such a special moment in my life to have had um, that first dream of mine. It continues yeah. to be my first dream. I miss theater so, so much. Um, come to life on an album like that and then and then throughout. So there will be some songs on, on stages. At least, you know, so many of these live stream concerts are also very fan request oriented because we definitely sure. wanted people to, to chime in in the comments and like, I want to sing what they want to hear right now, especially. I always do. But um and and so there's been a lot of requests for stuff that is not on that album and stuff that I've never sung before and stuff that I maybe haven't sung in a really long time that's in the theatrical landscape. And so there will be other songs as well that aren't necessarily part of Broadway. And there may be a song or two from the new album, um, Harmony, that are Broadway songs that made it onto that album. Oh. Because as we all know, the, those theater songs, they transcend so many different universes. So it'll be a lot of fun and some maybe some surprises as well. Well, we like surprises. So I assume there are certain songs though, even if all the fans wanted you to sing, I'm assuming sometimes you're just like, guys, I can't sing that. I mean, I mean, <laughs> the fans don't completely control uh, what you do. They do now. <laughs> uh, you know, if, if I get, you know, I get a lot of requests, as you can imagine, from my humps. Uh, but I have yet to, I've yet to find an appropriate arrangement. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe for harp and string quartet, but uh, I don't know. You know, there's, there's the, the gift and the curse of having songs that wind up transcending and becoming, you know, your most streamed uh, is that people always want to hear them and uh, they become part of your catalog, part of your, part of your canon. When I did uh, my stages tour, though the interesting thing was that I really made the creative decision to just when I did that tour make it about theater to make it a, an, a night of songs of the theater and you know we did it with more intimate venues and we kind of said you know I know there might be a few people out there that are going to want the x y and z kind of hit songs or whatever but you know this is what this album is and this is what this is going to be and I'm thinking maybe I'm getting myself into trouble here this is you don't want to break the cardinal rule of don't sing your hits in the encores whatever Right. But honestly, it, it showed me, and these live streams are doing that as well, just how, um, how you know, wide of, 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 uh, of an influence and, and breadth of, of, you know, listening knowledge my fans actually have. And they want to hear different things. And they're actually not the kind of fans, thankfully, that are going to kick and scream about not hearing one or two songs that, that are, you know, have been ubiquitous for many, many years. So, um so, you know, some of those may trickle in, you know, we'll see what the set list winds up finally being, but, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that because a lot of the times, and especially the fans on a show like 
like this one, where maybe some of these fans who are going to be watching the Broadway night only became fans of mine from my time on Broadway. Sure. Um, it's a different, it's a, you know, it gives me a chance to play a little bit more than if I were doing just, you know, the songs from my catalog, you know, for instance. Mm -hmm. So you'll do some Alphaba, some uh, Rizzo. <laughs> some... We have to do some miscast on this thing. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, and you have a Christmas concert too. You're ending with a Christmas concert. It's exciting. Yeah. So we'll be doing the Broadway show to kick things off as we must. And then mm -hmm. we'll be doing songs from Harmony and Beyond, songs from my whole catalog. And then I'm going to be doing, which I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's my first Christmas concert. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, think, I think, you know, when, when my album Noel came out in 2007, um, it was such a juggernaut, uh, unexpected juggernaut. I, it became the number one album in any category of that entire year. And so when you have an album that you're not expecting to do all that well, become the, the biggest album of your career in that moment, um, you kind of say to yourself afterwards, at least I do, because I'm an overthinker, well, it's time to change chapters, time to maybe turn the page and move right along. Yeah. Uh, and so I kind of said, you know, I, I don't really want to do a Christmas tour. The opportunities just didn't seem like the right moments. And so I kind of, I kind of moved right along. And, and, and as now we're, you know, we've gone past another 10 year anniversary of it. And, and it's felt like it's a good time to, to do those songs again and to do them Right now, when I think everybody, especially this year, so many families are going to be in different parts of the world. Right. This year, beyond any, I think to have an opportunity to sing those songs in a way where everybody in their own virtual ways can actually gather the families from wherever they are and, um, and enjoy these, these gorgeous songs. Uh, it's the first time I've done it with the entirety of the album of Noel and, and songs that I've recorded in the holiday catalog since then. And it's going to be a special night. I'm, I'm really, I need it again. I need it for me. And, um, and hopefully people will be able to virtually gather, hopefully if they are all still together, you know, in person yeah. gather and, uh, and enjoy. This is obviously uh, difficult days for, for everybody, you know, re, you know, watching the news and um, dealing with the, the shutdown and the lockdown and quarantine. I know you just lost your dog, Sweeney, beautiful, beautiful yeah. dog. Um, do you find music, uh, how, how does music help you get through these times? Is it an escape for you? And digging into projects like this, is this really sort of what you need to, to oh, keep yourself going in a healthy way? I, I, I need it. It's my lifeblood right now. I think for so many people, both listeners and creators, it's, uh, it's, one of the, it's one of the things that we can still enjoy to the fullest uh, in, 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 as as a, as a way to calm our minds, to express ourselves in a way we didn't know we needed to. Um, mental health is a huge issue right now for, yeah. for so many people, young and old. A lot, there's been a lot of focus on the older generations, but for younger generations right now who are missing out on opportunities, on school, um, everybody's missing out on something right now. Right. And so on the one hand, there's a community of togetherness that the grading curve is that we are all in this together. But we, of course, we know that there are different levels of that and privileges in that and, and different ways that people are coping and different, different, um, you know, different ways that people are trying to get through this. But one thing that is, I think, universal for all of those ways is music and is art. And that, you know, now more than ever, we need to make sure that we support those foundations, that we support arts education in schools, that we support, you know, arts as a job creator, as a, as a, as a brain reinvigorator and soul recharger and so um so for me it's been all of those things uh to be able to write 
has been exceedingly therapeutic. I thought with Harmony that I was going to be making um, really just a covers album this time. I, I had I had written to my heart's content on my previous album. We did a big year-long tour for that. And usually I need a little more time to recharge the writing tank and I want to take my time with that. So I thought, you know, this album, I'm just going to pick songs that I've wanted to sing forever and fan requests and great arrangements and just sing my face off. Um, and of course, like songs just came about. So this is going to be, a, you know, an, an album of, of, of covers with a couple of new original songs that are, are two of the most poignant that I've ever written. So, um, so it's, it's been life-saving for me um, doing these live streams. The wonderful thing that, that, that I heard from people as they tweeted and stuff afterwards was just that, and the amazing symbiotic thing that happens is that, you know, it is just as refueling to do it as it is to receive it. And mm -hmm. so we, we all have a chance to be part of something that gives us that hour, two hours of, of respite from all the other things, because it is a, it is a, a really hard world right now. Um, everybody is, is, um, is feeling, you know, trauma large and small from this year. And, uh, and so, um, yes, long, you know, long story long, uh, it's been, it's been everything to me and it's been um, very gratifying for me to know that it's also been a help to a lot of people who've been listening. So what's the dress code for watching uh, one of your concerts <laughs> at home? What, what just, just, should we just be comfortable? What's the deal? I, um, you know, I'm leaving to my imagination that everybody's wearing ball gowns and tuxedos uh, during the concert. You know, it's a real high class affair in my head. And clapping um, and clapping a lot, yeah. a lot of clapping. And, oh, clapping a lot. They got to take off the white gloves to clap. Absolutely. <laughs> um, no, it's, this is, you know, I'll be in a suit uh, and my band will look nice, but uh, and we, we've got to really, we're, we're kind of going to, we're going to try in our, in the ways we can to kind of uptick the production value from the one in June to make it an even better looking show. Um, and, uh, and as I said, musically, there's going to be some surprises as well, but at home, you know, you get that link, you, you, you watch it however you choose. Nobody's judging. And, uh, you know, I guess if there's, you know, 0.1% of things that we'd like to take with us over to when, you know, we, we get back to some semblance of normal, I think, you know, being able to enjoy art and our underwear is, is one that I think is, uh, we should just hang on to that for as long as we can. Final question. I know you're a big Broadway nerd, like we all are. If you could just make any show appear tonight, you can go to it. You can go put on your tux. You can sit in the audience Dreamcast. <laughs> Which show do you want to say? Oh man. I think, I think, I mean, this is kind of a, this is kind of a softball answer because I think a lot of my fans know my love for uh, Steven Sondheim. Uh, but uh, I think so many of the themes in Sunday in the park with George are so relevant to right now, you know, the idea of just letting yourself notice the simple things, uh, uh, artistically taking things back to ground zero and just, and just taking it back to um, why we are here to begin with. And, uh, and the idea of moving forward into uncharted territories as the second half begins. Uh, and so uh, I would, I would, um, I never got to see, uh, Jake and Annalee uh, oh, wow. do it. So I would, I would want a double header. I would want to do like the Harry Potter play where you got to go two plays in one day. Uh -huh. I would do the double header of I would take myself back to the, uh, to the eighties and see Bernadette and Mandy. And then I would, I would have a, a lunch break and, and get a, get a beautiful lunch right in Midtown and uh, <laughs> some ramen and then uh, go watch, uh, go watch them. 
Sonny the Bug with George is always the right answer. Always the right answer. I, I, I feel that way. I feel that way. <laughs> Hope you got your Broadway fix. Join us for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 1 p.m. See you next time.